Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Cruise Radio. If you're traveling with travel insurance, you're traveling smart. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. A review of Carnival Liberty coming up this week. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here with Cruise News. And Colleen McDaniel from cruisecritic.com stops by to discuss some of their 2018 Cruiser Choice Award winners. So, um, big show ahead. Uh, a couple of days ago, we released a MSC Seaside review. Adam stopped by, and he gave us about a 30-minute review. It's really comprehensive. And when I say comprehensive, I mean bow to stern, pros and cons. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, it's bonus episode 10 in the feed. It says MSC Seaside Review. So give that one a listen. A really good show there. And again, thank you, Adam. All right. Stuart on the Cruise Guy, is here with Cruise News. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. Princess K gets a big renovation. What did it get? Well, Princess Keys, uh, just uh, you know, which is uh, the island used by uh, Princess Cruises and sometimes by their sister company, Carnival Cruise Line, uh, they just did uh, another renovation, as a lot of the cruise lines are doing right now, to spiff themselves up. And uh, I guess trying to everyone's trying to look like Harvest Key now from uh, NCL. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added some uh, new short excursion options, uh, some some uh, clear uh, bottom kayaking. Through the lagoons, uh, a stingray experience, which uh, you know we've seen on different islands. There have also added some uh, bungalows that people can uh, rent, and uh, they've added the uh, uh, medallion net uh, from Carnival Cruise Line. How do you add a stingray excursion? Aren't those things in, like wild anyway? They create a little cove, and then they okay. actually introduce them into that area. Fun. Carnival Cruise Line announced more sailings to Cuba for 2019, which I, I think is actually pretty exciting, and I think we're going to find more cruise lines doing uh, much of the same. Uh, what they're doing is four, five, and seven-night sailings uh, aboard Carnival Sensation in 2019, and they're going to be uh, going to uh, the departing out of Miami, and uh, they're going to be going to ports like uh, Grand Turk, Nassau, Half Moon Key, uh, Princess Keys, uh, and then on the Western Caribbean on the seven-night, uh, you can add Grand Cayman into it. Okay. So uh, there's going to be some exciting options, but uh, on the short run, you'll be able to spend uh, a full day in Havana and then add some of these other ports in the Bahamas and uh, in the Caribbean. What is the story behind Carnival Corporation getting one of the fastest uh, internet connections at sea? Because, I mean, Royal Caribbean's is pretty fast right now. Well, um, (laughs) Doug, not not to poo-poo on anyone's parade, uh, as as they say, um, Royal Caribbean's uh, internet speeds have been clocked at about 500 megabits per second. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in November, that was eclipsed by uh, MSC, who claims that uh, they did 580 megabits per second. And so Carnival's been developing this new software, this new system, actually, so not software, um, that uh, has been um, implemented on Princess Cruises, Regal Princess. Princess being one of the nine uh, Carnival Corporation brands. 
And uh, so far, they've eclipsed 580 megabits by exceeding 1.5 gigabits per second. Per second? Per second. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the, the, the point was not, not to beat anybody, but mm-hmm. it was to show that, you know, a couple of years ago, if you were to say that this was the goal, everyone would laugh at you. Yeah. It would be, it would be seemingly impossible. Uh, Royal Caribbean thought they had the cat's meow at 500 megabits per second. And uh, here they did 1.5, and I'm told that uh, they can do, they, they did more, and they could do significantly more. Now it's just what they're doing is they're, they're, they're showing that uh, at-home internet speeds and experiences can now be done at sea. So that, 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 that problem now has, is, gone, is you know, going away. So now they just need to you know, make the, the system consistent uh, and available on more of their ships besides uh, Regal. So once the, the testing process is done, uh, hopefully we're going to start to see this on more ships, which are already um, medallion ready. Awesome. A couple of listener questions here. You can always email me, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. I will tell you, Stuart, I didn't proofread these, so if I butcher it, just bear with me. Um, (laughs) It says, Hi, Doug. We love your show and had a question about Princess Cruises. It seems that the company is being extremely quiet about the much-ballyhooed medallion technology. First, it was to be on the entire Regal as of November. Then a month prior, they sent notifications that it was still in a test phase. Do you have any news or updates, as I can't find anything from Princess and would love to hear more on a future podcast? Well, it's a great question. And um, as we just discussed uh, in, the, in the previous uh, part of the, of the show, that uh, it is um, across the whole ship now, and they are soft testing. I mean, there were some, some issues that they had to, to get over. They just wanted to kind of uh, do it and do it right, so this way they weren't, uh, in, you know, uh, imposing or creating problems for any passengers. And they didn't want to disappoint anybody, but uh, this thing is humming along. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm told by people who have experienced it that uh, it really is a game changer. They really thoroughly enjoyed it, and that they cannot wait until uh, this type of an experience is available on the other ships. Now, not only was the go ahead, sorry, internet speeds uh, incredible, but the uh, you know being able to open up your cabin being able to order uh, food and drinks uh, and not having to stand on lines, getting on and off the ship, it really made a tremendous difference, they said. So has this medallion rolled out officially on Regal yet? It, it is rolled out on Regal. They are still testing. Okay. Um, the passenger uh, experience ratings are through the roof on this one ship. And uh, so the, the testing uh, continues. Uh, they're, they're doing some additional uh, additions with hardware. But uh, this this thing is doing amazingly well. So every passenger can use Ocean Medallion now. Every every passenger I'm told can experience Medallionet on a Regal Princess. Okay, today. very good. Uh, last question here says, "Hey Doug, I'm wondering as to why almost every sailing, no matter what time of year or how long the cruise is, that Carnival insists on stopping in Nassau. I mean, other than the Atlantis, it's such a boring port. Any insight would be much appreciated. Thanks." Well, I, I think if uh, every cruise you're going on is stopping in NASA, I think Atlantis would become boring too. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, there's, uh, listen, it's, it's, it's close to Florida. It's close to their ports. Uh, it's an easy international destination, um, and, and they, need to, they, they need to add it either coming or going in order to maximize the, the number of ports they can, they can put on an itinerary. For most passengers, especially experienced passengers like myself, um, it's been years since I've gotten off the ship in Nassau. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is not much, uh, 
you know, to to offer. But there there are different places to go. I mean, Paradise Island besides has other places other than Atlantis, and uh, you know, just you know, kind of finding your finding your way. But uh, unfortunately, it's just it's it's an easy port for them to go to. So it's more so of a geographical thing than like a port tax, like getting cheaper port taxes. Well, I mean that that may have a little yeah. bit to deal with it, but uh, rather than a, another day at sea in order to get the ships positioned and in the, in the places they need to be, mm-hmm. uh, going to going to Nassau, either coming or going um, from their port of departure is easy. Been talking with Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, buddy. My pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. So CruiseCritic.com just released their 2018 Cruiser's Choice Awards. And joining us on the line is Senior Executive Editor of CruiseCritic.com, Colleen McDaniel. Hey, Colleen. Hey, Doug. So before we do the overview, Colleen, of uh, who placed where in the awards, uh, what exactly are the Cruiser's Choice Awards? So our Cruiser's Choice Awards are essentially, uh, these are based on user reviews from 2017. This is our eighth year doing them, and it's always been that these are based 100% on user reviews from the previous year. So in this case, these are based on the reviews from 2017. Okay, well, let's dive into some of those. So who took home this year's best large ship uh, entertainment-wise? This year, it was uh, Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, in large part because they've got so much in the way of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love Mamma Mia, which is their Broadway show really featuring the, the song stylings of ABBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, still actually a really popular show, um, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, we love their Cirque du Soleil-style Blue Planet show. Um, and then, of course, they have rotating headliners. Uh, so once a week, for example, you might get, say, Motown, then the next week you might get the Beatles. They've also got a terrific variety of comedy shows and of course Aqua Theater which is unique to Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, uh on the ship it's it's really a diving extravaganza. I, I can't really think of a better way to describe it. People, you know, are are diving to music from exceptionally high boards. It's pretty breathtaking. It's it's amazing too because they're they're diving like however high they are, sixty feet in the air, and the ship's moving like twenty knots. And it's like these people are brave, you know? Yeah, it's incredible. Sometimes you know when the ship gets going that fast, I I, I need to grab a railing. Right, exactly, totally. <laughs> so the, the next one, uh, let's do the best large cruise ship for cabin wise. Who took that award? Again, this was Royal Caribbean, uh, and this is a sister ship to Allure of the Seas. It was Harmony of the Seas here. Why did Harmony specifically win? Well, you know, there's a large variety of cabin. Uh, on Harmony of the Seas. Um, They've got studio cabins all the way up to really my favorite cabin, the Family Presidential Suite, Mm -hmm. which actually holds up to 14. Now, it's terrific for families. It's, It's really great for families because you've got, you know, room for adults, room for the kids, and then you've got a really nice shared space. One of the things I also love about this uh, suite is that it's got tremendous outdoor space. Mm-hmm. It's got a huge balcony, all sorts of seating. You can even have dinner out there. Now, they bill it as a family suite, but it actually would work for adult groups, too, which is another reason I like it. It's sort of a fantasy of mine to, to book this suite with some friends and just have a great time on a cruise and you know have this really brilliant suite. This ship, um, uh, this ship has the. Uh, sorry to cut you off. This ship has yeah. the virtual balcony cabins. What like what is that? Is that a loop of video or is that like live or how does that work? 
it's actually really cool. And what I like about this is it's live. Like these cameras are actually set on the um, outside of the ship. So, you know, imagine you're on the uh, port or left side of the ship. And you don't have a balcony, but you have a virtual balcony that faces that way. Well, you have a camera that gets exactly the view of what you would see if you actually had a balcony. It's nice. very cool. Awesome. And uh, best cruise ship for families. Who took that? Uh, this was Carnival Breeze. Um, and this one is a perennially popular ship among families. Carnival does family really well. And one of the things I think is a great value for families is that there are 10 restaurants that don't come with an additional fee. Like the Guy Fieri. You got to love that, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I could eat Guy's Burgers. <laughs> and an awesome water park on that ship to go with it. They do. It's, it's brilliant. You know, it's got the buckets, the, mm. you know, the dump buckets and that kind of thing. I know water parks have come a long way since when I was a kid. Totally right. Let's talk about some of the food. Who are some of the big food winners? Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk here um, about Viking Star, which okay. came up in our um, small to mid category. This was our best for dining pick in that category, in part because of its um, – very cool dining concepts. Sure, there's a main restaurant, um, but then there's also a couple of included uh, alternative restaurants, including Manfredi's, which is an excellent Italian restaurant. I dream about that mm -hmm. um, bistecca steak they have there. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Uh, and then they've also got something called the Chef's Table, which has a rotating menu um, nightly, and it's paired with wines. But one of the really cool things is something called the kitchen table. And I think this is reflective of something that a lot of cruise lines are doing now, kind of the culinary tours. Mm -hmm. You go into port with the chef. You watch him negotiate and pick out ingredients from a local market. Um, and even if you don't speak the language, it's absolutely worth watching. And then all the ingredients are brought back to the ship. And that night, you can work with the chef on cooking or even better watch him cook and and then um, you eat the meal. It's a really terrific option and it's delicious. So in the food category, you have small, mid and large. So who took home the mid? Uh, mid category was Oceana's Riviera. Mm -hmm. And then for large, who took that home? Well, you know, what's really interesting is actually the top three in that category went to celebrity ships. Wow. Um, and number one was Celebrity Equinox. I, I think this really represents... Um, an acknowledgement of where celebrity is putting a lot of time and money. They're really investing in dining. Um, so from the main dining room all the way to sort of its quirky cuisine option, um, there's just, there's something for everybody. Main dining room is a, is a great choice. Um, and cuisine, for example, is this, it, it's a funky little experience where you can eat things like disco shrimp and, um, sushi lollipops and you order from an ipad and it's so much food and it's so much fun it's great to do with a big group it's wonderful to do with just a couple of people but it's a great experience and many of celebrity ships have cuisine on board such a cool little venue too we've been talking with colin mcdaniel from cruisecritic.com for a full rundown of these awards check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net thank you colleen thank you doug i appreciate it Cruise Radio, maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour. Take a beach break. 
or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Tim and his wife just returned from a five-night cruise aboard Carnival Liberty, and Tim joins us on the line. Hey, Tim. Is this Doug Parker? <laughs> yes, it is. You are one and only. After listening to how many podcasts I get to talk to you, this is awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Hey, by the way, I, I got to ask you, because um, I'm down here in Florida, and it's not really warm right now, but it's probably warmer than... Well, you're up in what, Fargo? Fargo, North Dakota. What's, your, uh, what's the temp up there right now? Uh Right now, it is actually 25 above, but <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, it was 37 below with the wind chill. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this next question may be a stupid question, but before we get to the cruise itself, what made you want to take a five-night sailing on Carnival Liberty? Just to go anywhere warm. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you uh, an avid cruiser, or was this your first cruise? This was our second cruise. The year before, we well, it was our 20th anniversary, and we had talked for a number of years, what? What are we going to do for their 20th anniversary? We, our honeymoon was we drove to the next state and went to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. And so we didn't even get to do some big extravagant honeymoon thing. So this is our first husband and wife, real nice getaway. And we, so we thought about this for a long time. And my wife said, let's go on a cruise. And I said, ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was one of these people. I'm really... I'm active. I, I can't hardly sit down for a half an hour TV show. I'm just moving, moving, moving. And I thought this is going to be like being stuck inside a Las Vegas hotel or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go crazy because I'll be stuck to this ship, you know. Yeah. And um, I tell you, we took that cruise and we have gone cruise crazy ever since. Nice. So uh, you make your way down from uh, Fargo to Orlando, then over to Port Canaveral. How was your embarkation process? Ah, that was good. Uh, It was fast. Uh, I think we maybe stood in line for 30 minutes before we were in. We uh, um, and one piece of advice I give to everybody, have those documents filled out. We had our documents done. We were at the counter. We had our sign and sales and we were sitting there waiting to be called. And the whole process was fast. I think we were on this ship in less than an hour by the time we got there. So are you one of those couples that purchased the faster to the fun package? No, we didn't. Um, and actually, we don't know why we did because, I, I mean, it went fast, so mm-hmm. it, it would have been fine there. I think for doing tenders might have been kind of nice. Your first impressions when you walked on board Carnival Liberty, what'd you think? It was nice. Our only comparison from before was we went on Royal Caribbean's Enchantment of the Seas. Mm-hmm. 
I liked their atrium better. This one was nice. It felt a little smaller, but it was still very nice. And so we were able to just walk in, walk around, start exploring the ship. And they had music playing. We were able to get some drinks right away and just start exploring the ship. Cool. So the first thing you did is got drinks. Um, What's the first place you ate once you got on board? Of course, we had to go up to the Lido Buffet. And, uh, you know, the first day, I think that's what everybody does. So, of course, that's, that's a little crazy up there. Uh, but yeah, we headed to and got something up to eat at the buffet. I got to ask you, did you find the barbecue joint on the first day upstairs right above Lido deck? I believe I did find it on yeah. the first day, but what I didn't like about it was the hours were very limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you guys book and what did you think of it? Uh, we went interior this time. Our first time was an exterior. Um, I have to say that I wouldn't have thought that window meant a lot, but it kind of did. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, lots of storage. I know that always seems to be a big thing for people, but we had three big closets and uh, drawers and a, the, a fridge in there, which Enchantment didn't have. So that was kind of nice to have the little mini fridge in there. Um, as you know, outlets, <laughs> here you yeah. mentioned many times, outlets are, there's two. There's one up by the desk and there's one way up above by the mirror. So that was a little annoying because you either had to have a long cord or try to figure something out to use that second outlet. So, um, But other than that, the room was fine. It was nice, clean. Um, and we were on one of the lower levels, which I don't know if I'd do again. We did seem to be able to get a little bit of smell in the hallways sometimes mm-hmm. from maybe below or something. But other than that, we, um, we loved it. It was fine. You said a smell was like a, like a sewage smell? Yeah, yeah. by it seemed like where maybe one of their doors that go into, I don't know if it went down lower or mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, what kind of room they might have had there. But yeah, just that one area as we'd walk by there every time it was. Yeah, I, that I, was it. But it wasn't it wasn't in our room. It was just as you pass that. Let's switch gears uh, from sewage to dining. Uh, what did you <laughs> what did you think about the uh, load, uh, main dining room? We'll start there. What time dining did you have? Uh, we had any time. And this is where I'm going to sound like a horrible cruiser because we did not eat in the main dining room. Not once. Not once, or specialty. Whoa, okay. Whoa, I know. And um, <laughs> we, we really talked about trying it because we didn't do it on the first cruise either. So um, I'm not really sure why. I think we just never got super hungry because we were always eating. Right. <laughs> did, uh, did you, what did you think of the Guy's Burger joints on there? Guy's Burgers was awesome. I like that. I like the, all the toppings that you have access to to – to make on top of your own burger. So yeah, that's what we ended up. We, we ate at the Lidl buffet. We ate guys burger a number of times and the pirate pizza a number of times. <laughs> nice. What'd you think about the uh, blue iguana? Was a cantina? Not, I guess I, I'm not into the more authentic tacos. Mm-hmm. It looked really good. So I didn't eat there myself, but yeah, it was busy. And same thing there too, where you can put all those toppings on. It looked really, really good. Gosh, five nights in no main dining room. I can't believe that. I know. And we really, um, like I said, we didn't do it the first time either. Mm -hmm. And so we kept thinking, oh, we got to go there. But man, I think we just grazed too much and we were just always full. In fact, we gained 10 pounds by the time we got back. Oh, don't tell me that. No. (laughs) Wow. Or at least I did. I'm not going to say my wife did, but I did. I gained 10. (laughs) Have you worked it off yet? Actually, no. I'm kind of depressed. (laughs) (laughs) How about the entertainment on board? What do you think of the entertainment for this five night selling? That's one of the things we really like. So we did um, 80s uh, trivia, movie trivia. We saw the comedians. They were pretty good. Um, there was one comedian I really liked um, where he just, everything was playing off the people in the audience, you know, yeah. and kind of 
taking jabs at him and everything. So I really liked him because I kind of like that um, how spontaneous he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really good. They had um, a guy in the casino area doing looping. He's playing guitar and he would play a riff and loop it and then add and add and add to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I play guitar a little bit myself, so it was really fun to watch him. And then we did go see the rock show flick. Um, and those things were, and they had some uh, movie themed type show where it's all music from uh, movie themes and stuff. And I thought all those shows were excellent. And the rock show was fun. They handed out bandanas. So we're all wearing bandanas mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole audience is getting into it and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. They, glow, they gave us glow sticks and everything. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, for the ports of call you hit on this sailing, uh, you hit Princess K and Nassau. I, I haven't been to Princess K in years. Uh, what'd you think of it? Uh, it was a nice, beautiful island. Um, one thing I would tell people is make sure you have some like water shoes or something because it's kind of rocky. It doesn't have a real soft sand when you walk out into the water, at least the area we were going into. Uh, so that part was a little hard to walk out in there. But other than that, um, I had never done any snorkeling. I tried to do that a little bit. That was fun. And they had lots of um, things to rent. So we rented an aqua bike and pedaled out quite a ways and and had a lot of fun doing that. And they had other, you know, uh, standing boards, whatever you call them and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. lots of things to rent and, and stuff like that. So we had a lot of fun. We managed to get a chair right in the shade right away and Still got sunburnt, but it was a blast. It was just beautiful there. And we had great weather, so it was just all perfect. How was the food on the island? Uh, you know, it was the it was the, <laughs> the buffet food brought out, I guess. Mm. It's okay. It um I didn't feel like there was a lot of selection and it just wasn't as good as on the ship, even though it was probably all the same food that they make from the buffet, but Oh, nice. Yeah. That's at, when we did Royal, we went to Coco Cay, and that's mm-hmm. the way that was. Yeah. How about Nassau? What did you do there? And that was one of our stops on the last cruise, too. So we had been there before. Uh, so we just got out. We walked around to the shops and stuff. And then we did uh, one excursion there called uh, SeaWorld Explorer, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a, I guess they kind of call it a submarine, but it's kind of like a boat with a basement. And so they go and take you around and look at fish and you know, the under under the sea uh, view there. So that was kind of fun and took you around. Uh, and so that, yeah, that was pretty much all we did there. Back on board the ship, uh, I skipped this part, but let's talk about the sea days you had. How was the ship as far as crowds and congestion is concerned? You know, I have to say everything, sea days or not, everything we wanted to do, except for that first day up there on the buffet, we were able to get around, do what we wanted. We wanted lawn chairs near the pool. We got or what do you call them? Deck chairs, <laughs> lawn chairs, deck chairs right there by the pool. I mean, right next to the pool, um, the hot tubs. When we wanted to get in those, we were able to just go there and get them up in the serenity. We wanted one of those uh, covered loungers and we were able to get one every time we wanted to do something. We were able to go and do it. So I really appreciated the flow and how everything must be just spread out enough that you can kind of always come and go and do what you wanted. And even sitting up at the bar in the casino. I mean, anytime we just went somewhere, we could just go and do what we wanted and never, ever, except for felt that we had to change our plans or something like that. We were able to do everything. Cool. Did uh, you guys get a drink package by chance? Um, we don't drink as much as we drink soda. So I, we did the bottomless bubbles mm-hmm. um, for that. But um, so whenever we got drinks, we just bought and paid for those. 
Gotcha. As far as the soda package, did you did you find that was a good deal? If you drink enough, I drink a lot more than my wife, so we've debated that in the future. Maybe it would be worth her just buying the drinks when she, you know, her soda when she gets one. I definitely drink enough throughout the day to, to take care yeah. of it. So, <laughs> but I'm not sure if that's uh, one of the packages where you have to both buy it in the stateroom or not. I know the, the alcohol ones, they think they make you do that, don't they? Yeah, I don't know about that either. I should know that, but I'm not really sure. You make your way back to Port Canaveral. How was disembarkation for you? Uh, that went fast. We did the self-assist. Uh, so we just grabbed our luggage and we were able to walk out. And we were out down to our ride back to the airport in no time at all. It was fast, smooth, and easy. And the sad, sad part of the trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the worst <laughs> day of the cruise. Did you uh, fly home the same day? We didn't get to leave till like 6 p.m. So, And we were back at the airport like 11 a.m. Oh, wow. Or something. So we rented a car and drove around Orlando and and uh, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and and I don't remember if I said that at the beginning, though, the, the flight, if you were flying in, the best advice we ha- ever got was to go a day early mm-hmm. because on our first cruise, our plane had engine problems. Oh, wow. And we didn't get to leave here. So we ended up driving th- over three hours to Minneapolis to catch another flight out of there. And the only place we could get to was Atlanta. So we got there, ended up staying overnight and finally catching a flight very early in the morning to Miami to get on our ship. And we just kind of got there just in time. So that day early business is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I highly recommend that. Well, that's one good tip. Do you have any other tips for people sailing Carnival Liberty? I would just say, you know, um, just relax. Uh, and enjoy everything. Don't get worked up thinking you need to try to get to everything. Uh, we were kind of doing that for a little while. We look at the planner and just want want to do everything. And just relax. Take it easy. One thing that we learned, maybe a little bit the hard way, not saying we did anything bad, but maybe some ship etiquette. You know, learn a little bit before if you're going on your very first cruise and things like that. We didn't know um, as of listening to your show now. But, you know, the first time we didn't realize, like, uh, you know, the 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 deck chairs and stuff can be an issue at times and, and different things. So there are some ship etiquette things that we just didn't even know about. So learning a little bit ahead of time is, I think, a good thing to do. And, and just plan ahead. If you plan a little bit ahead, you get uh, you can maximize your, your fun and excitement on the ship. And more than that, just relax and enjoy those warm temperatures. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Looking back over your cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you? I think for us, the whole the whole thing is always the highlight. Um, and for me, I get amazed. I mean, being I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> we don't have an ocean. Uh, I do live next to Minnesota with the 10,000 lakes, but they're only lakes. So to go to an ocean and go to an actual island, something like Princess K and the palm trees, we don't have palm trees here. All that stuff is beautiful scenery, just beautiful. And so I just love that. I get so relaxed and like I said, I'm not a person who usually sits around, but boy, when I'm on that island and I got a drink in my hand and just sitting there in the sun, I just, there's no, I don't have a care in the world. Yep. Can't beat that. All right, Tim. Well, in closing, what are your final thoughts of Carnival Liberty? I think it's a beautiful ship. Uh, the flow of it was wonderful. You could get around, do what you wanted to do. So you don't need to worry about that congestion. It seemed like if you want to be out by the pool or anything at any time, you're going to be able to get there. So don't worry about all that kind of stuff. I would recommend um, maybe getting a little bit higher uh, 
uh, room, you know, a little bit higher cabin, maybe even an outside cabin. I guess if you're fine with the inside cabins, but boy, we started with the window and uh, we kind of missed it, not knowing what it was kind of like outside. So mm-hmm. I would say that. But other than that, um, go and have fun. Uh, and for somebody, I didn't even think the trivia would be fun. And it was it was a blast. We had yeah. a blast doing even the trivia. So there's so many things that I wouldn't normally ever think of doing and they're just fun so go check out all the different things there are to do tim if it's okay with you you did a youtube video review uh slash i guess video blog of this cruise on carnival liberty do you care if i post that in the show notes no go ahead tim thanks for sharing your review of carnival liberty bud i appreciate it yeah it was great i mean i the fact that i'm even on here talking to you when i never wanted to go on a cruise (laughs) i know i got all these And now I have these friends and stuff that are like, oh, cruising. Oh, why would you want to do that? And I'm like, no, you won't believe the fun you will have. So, yeah, if you've never been on a cruise, get. oh, man, you got to give it a try. It is you'll get addicted. And unfortunately, it's it is expensive addiction, but (laughs) especially when you have to fly from where we are. But it is a blast and you will enjoy every moment of it. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 